there's anything bad. We did a crawl space job that was pretty gnarly. Twenty was a twenty-one inch crawl space. Oh, your ass ain't 20, fitting in that. No. Oh, believe me, you'd be, you'd be super surprised where I can fit. Like, for, That's for a twenty-one inch. Yeah. Like, like, was it twenty-one or twenty-three? I can't remember, but it was not comfortable. So what's up, HVAC crew, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode. HVAC R&D, we've got a guest on the night. We're pumped about this guy. Um, we're, I, well, I, like I just said, I'm probably going to be talking like him or attempt to talk like him by the end of the show. Can't help it. It's a great accent, but uh, let's see what let's see what he's been up to. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. So what's up, trade crew? As Dennis said, as always, welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. We do have a guest tonight. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Rector Seal, who is taking care of both us and our guest in the next couple of weeks at AHR. So uh, as we get into the shameless self-promotion, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the new handle, at hvac.rnd. Uh, it's coming back Coming back quicker than I expected, so we appreciate it, everybody. Trying to get, get back to where we were. TikTok at HVACRD is starting to grow strong, as is our LinkedIn and Facebook, so appreciate everybody. Also, please make sure to check us out on TradeHounds, the app exclusively for tradespeople, community, camaraderie, fostering a big trade family, as we always say. Um, you know, I used to always plug the fact that there's exclusive content over there. Well, by God, there's exclusive content over there now, everybody, because Instagram deleted all the rest of it. So <laughs> if you want all the cool old stuff, get on over to TradeHounds and find HVAC R&D. Oh, closing in on, closing yeah. in on uh, 1,400 members of the old trade crew. So one day the TradeHounds people will listen to the fact that I plug them every episode for like three months now. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, um, just trying to, just trying just trying to get to, blue check, right? Trying to get my blue check, <laughs> but, you know, the things we do for social media. That's right. Also, thank you to our other partners, One Thing Marketing, BetterHelp, Chirp, who was on our last episode, as well as Service Titan. We got a couple more partnerships that are coming, so uh, we'll let you guys know those soon. For any other information, please check the link tree in our bios of all our social media. But the uh, moment everyone is waiting on, 
a member of our Canadian trade crew that has shown us so much love. You know him as the strongest man in HVAC. At least it sounded good. Please welcome Mr. Ben Thompson, Mr. HVAC Strong, to the show. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I heave up, yeah I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you. But I would walk 500 miles and I What's up, man? Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I talked to, uh, I was talking to a buddy of yours today, the HVAC doctor. Oh, yeah? And I think he, he was trying to explain to me that you moved, fur, is it further up? Yes, sir. Over? Okay. He was yeah, we're, to... uh, we're 10 hours north of Vancouver now. Yikes. In the frozen north. Yeah, it's uh, last week was negative thirty eight. I think it got down to that's Celsius. So, so what? Oh. Almost almost negative forty Fahrenheit plus uh, plus some wind chill. So I think we were down below negative forty. Your Celsius was definitely showing. Yeah, it certainly was. Or there wasn't much showing really at that temperature. It was all. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it's uh, it gets pretty cold up here. I mean, cold has never really bothered me before, but man, it's. Uh, at that temperature, it just hurts. Everything hurts. I mean, what's the what's the warmest you're going to see this summer? Oh, man, during summer, it's like positive. Well, we got up to like plus 32, which is what, nine high 90s? 90s, something like that? I, I don't know. I should, have, I should Fahrenheit a lot better than I do for being an HVAC technician. But right. um, <laughs> I can do Fahrenheit when working on equipment. But as soon as it comes to outdoor temperature, I'm like, oh, yeah, Celsius is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, we didn't even get a fall, um, that this year, it just went summer to winter and that was it. And then, and then now today we're, uh, it was up to negative one. So like we had a 30 degree difference in like the space of four or five days. That's crazy. That sounds like South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everywhere at the moment. It's, it's weird, man. Usually like. Everyone says they get a spell up here where it's like negative 40 for, for a week. And then they just kind of have it around negative 12, neg- between like negative 10, negative 20, somewhere there. And it sits there, but it's up and down like a fucking yo-yo right now. It really is crazy. Whew, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're going to have to get into some of these systems you're putting in at that tent, man. Yeah, I mean, I've, I did training today and these guys are like, Hey, uh, what, so, so when should we bring the furnace on about 10 degrees? I'm like, sure, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah, I get it. Uh, which is cool. You know, everybody's got their different areas, but yeah, that temp up there, we got to talk about that. But yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole different level right there. Yeah. It's, um, it definitely takes some, some getting used to. And, and the other day, the coldest day actually that we had so far, I spent five and a half hours in a Walmart roof trying to fix Ooh. their, uh, DDC system, which wasn't happening, so that wasn't enjoyable. Mm. Mm. Indeed, no, that's, the, that's the only words Walmart. I had for it too. I mean, what <laughs> Walmart in general? Just God, it's just a lot of anxiety when you go to yep. Walmart. A lot yep. going on there. I feel like the roof's probably the best place to be at a Walmart. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, you know the people at Walmart website. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Walmart's just a mess. So really, yeah. I don't. What's, what's I used up? to. Uh, I had a company that I sold to when I worked in um, Greenville years ago. That they did uh, Walmart upfits like all over the southeast. So we would drop ship all the resiners to the Walmart's for them. Yep. So the other place that I guess is decent is at least the cart area. You can hang out by the unit heater. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, it wasn't a good scenario. Like I got called out to look at one unit and I got there and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, 95% of the store isn't heating. And this is negative, negative 40 outside, right? So their sprinkler lines are freezing and everyone's like wearing jackets to stand at the checkout to, to do their job and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'll have a look. <laughs> and so I went up to the roof and right enough, yeah, nothing's running. So no signal getting sent up, nothing. So I went down to the main control panel for the DDC and it's just, everything's an alert, but you can't access anything from the store. So it was, um, what was the name of it? a Novar system? I believe like an old Honeywell system or something. Okay. So I called called them and they're like, on the, I'm on the hold for an hour. And then I finally get somebody and he goes, yeah, I can't get into the system. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, somebody else is logged in somewhere. And uh, yeah, it just, I can't access it. And I'm like, you can't get more than one person in there at a time? He's like, no. He's like, one person can access the whole system at a time. And I'm like, so what are these alerts? Like, what do I do? And he's like, well, I can't get in there. He's like, so I can't reset anything for you or tell you what's going on. And I'm like, well, mm. that's. Well, you're yeah. helpful. Yeah. I'm sounds like, like a, sounds <laughs> like the guy that they fired the week before. Yeah, literally. I'm like, there. I'm just like, what? The, like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, I didn't even know what to say to him, you know? And then I'm just like, cool. I got to tell the manager of this store that, yeah, your fucking employees are in a freeze before they manage to figure out what's wrong with everything. <laughs> so there's no jumping it out. Well, um, he, he was like, I want you to go up to every unit, disconnect the automation system, wire right. in a stat, like to 37 rooftop units outside. And I'm like, oh. well, I would, but I only have a work order to work on the one unit that you originally called in. I'm like, and I have a like DNE on the work order, so I can't spend more than the amount they've allocated to it. And I'm like, I've been here five and a half hours trying to figure this out for you. I'm like, so you're like, you've spent that. Like, I can't do anything else on this work order. Like you're, you're done. And he's like, well, this is ridiculous. So he started shouting at me and that just doesn't work with me. So I was like, okay, bye. See ya. I'm like, well, enjoy your cold ass the rest of the day. Thanks. Literally, like if right. you want me to help <laughs> speak to me nicely and I'll maybe do something for you. But as soon as you start shouting at me, I'm, I'm gone. Like you, that's just not how you speak to people. So, yeah, I have noticed, uh, a lot of people will attempt that today in today's world uh, squeaky gill get squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease but yeah to a point. I'm, I'm out on that yeah uh, like i'd already been there i was only i was only scheduled to be there for an hour and a half to two hours and i'd already spent extra time like pushed my whole day to try and figure it out and and i put some of the units into test mode so i could fire the heating at least for a little bit but they only right. run for 10 minutes and then they turn off again so um, I wasn't running around a roof all day, just putting them back in test mode every 10 minutes. So as soon as, as soon as he started being a dick, I'm like, yeah, peace. I'm, I'm gone, man. Sorry. All right. And, so there's one thing we can do to get us warmed up here. Talking about that makes me cold. So <laughs> we're going to have to get into some drinking here. <laughs> as if we haven't done that enough in the last couple of days. Right. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, 
I've kind of already pre-gamed for tonight, but um, let's keep it rolling. Uh, what you what you what you bring, Ben? What you drinking on? Um, I currently have a Corona that I'm finishing off, which is from my dinner, and uh, I got a glass of ten-year-old uh, Glendronic single malt sitting beside me here, which will get polished off pretty quick, I'm sure. Nice. Yeah. All right. I got quite a quite a selection of single malts being a Scotsman, so I. I thought you gotta send us a picture of that bottle. Oh yes, sure, you do. Oh yes, it's probably something we don't really get to see much. No, it's probably hella expensive down there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Import it is. the import tax on proper whiskey is just oh man, it's it's horrid even up here. I I I get my parents to send me it over. It's easier that way. Right. About you, riding? Well, uh. Are you limping in? He's, he's not sure. <laughs> Whatever he grabbed on the way to the, the computer. That's right. So tonight I am drinking a Veracruzan, which is a Mexican lager made by Eleven Lakes Brewing over in Cornelius, not far from where I live, first place I lived in Charlotte. So uh, let's see. Everybody's drinking a summer Summer Very beer nice. tonight. I mean, Ben needs a drink of summer beer. beer so beer, at least Ben's up there feel, in the feel tundra something. drinking right. Coronas. <laughs> Sing it with me. Sunlight. <laughs> 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 All right, so I'm probably going to screw this name up, you know, in my redneck voice here. Um, I'm drinking a beer just just for Ben. This was This is a... 1983 beers, a premium light Canadian Pilsner. Um, I don't know if he's a Labatt's Blue or Labatt's Labatt. Blue. Labatt. Okay. Well, I say um, it's Labatt, but everyone tells me I pronounce everything wrong anyway. So I'm going to go with Labatt. I say Labatt's. I can't remember what Foodie said. and them told me to call, but that's what I got. They're probably like piss. Nice. Yeah, yeah. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, piss. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, I know Matt's extremely disappointed in me, but they were uh, they were on special tonight at the old bar. So that's, that's all that matters. On. Hey, as long as it's wet, you're good. It's a good beer. It's not that bad. It's there, a light beer. There are worse. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like some of these beers are that much different. Like this, or you know, Boston Lager, or, or you know, Corona. I mean, Heineken. You can. We can just go on and on. They're not. They're not that much different. I mean, I like touching Heinies. So, touching Heinies. Yep. <laughs> That's all right. So, not not the kind of Heinies I'm used to touching. But never mind. <laughs> oh hang on ryan i'm getting a text here let's see who this is oh it's chirp chirp automation letting me know that all of our contractors need to go check out the link tree in the bios of our social media and get you 25 percent off first three months of chirp automation look guys i've been a contractor we were a small company it was just a few of us and we had the worst time trying to get back to our customers um, so if you haven't listened to our show already with ryan from chirp on there you need to he breaks it down start to finish 
from the first point of contact with the customer and the journey they will have with Chirp. If you're not using services like this, guys, you need to. It don't take much to get ahead of your competition in the home services industry. We talk about that on the show as well. So go check it out. Get ahead of the game for your company, whether you're large or small. So reach out to us on social media, Linktree, get your 25% off your first three months of service. Let them know HVAC R&D sent you. Let's get it going. Yeah, come on. So what have you been getting into on, tell us about your Instagram, man. You got a good, you got a good page going I, and, uh, I, I love watching what to, the voiceover what to stuff. tell people always ask me this and I'm like, I don't like, I don't really feel like I'm doing anything special. Like it's just me being me. I don't know. Well, that's, I guess, that's I guess that's the draw of it. Like as I said before, I sound like Chris Hemsworth and I'm devilishly handsome. So, I mean, <laughs> sold you know do it <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, um, i don't know i started off on my personal page like a couple years ago just posting like along with me lifting heavy stuff just posting pictures of work and and things like that and then when i started my business i was like okay well i guess i need a business page so just just moved it over to that and uh yeah just post the work i do people you know people like seeing well i like to think i do good work so i say people like seeing good work and and uh, I just like having fun with it, you know, doing my stories, doing some reels here and there. Um, you know, just keep it fun. Like, there's no point in having a serious business page, you know, like it, that doesn't right. get you, like, it doesn't really get you anywhere. Um, like, there's lots of companies out there who have a, have a business page and it's all just like super serious. And, and I started off kind of do, being a little more serious and doing some like business-esque posts, like call us for servicing costs for the, it doesn't it doesn't get you anything you know so i'm just like i'm just gonna use this to get my name out there have some fun post my work because right. i'm proud of it see if others like it and go from there you know so yeah i feel like social media is entertainment right totally, totally. jump on tiktok jump on instagram i don't i don't go to i don't go to instagram to find like somebody that's gonna fix my truck or somebody that's going to work on something, right? And and, and that's the way I kind of look at it too. But surprisingly, when we lived in Vancouver, which obviously is a very, like, I guess, trendy, cosmopolitan sort of place. um, I used to get a lot of work through Instagram. Like probably, you know, 50, 60% of my work came through that with contractors contacting me because they put their stuff on there. And uh, I can see that. Like some people that. would find me on there as well. They'd like look up HVAC Vancouver and find companies and they'd contact me. And, you know, it was actually very surprising. Whereas like where I am now is a very like blue collar town. Like everyone works shift work or not everyone, but a lot of people work shift work and they go, you know, snowmobiling and f- like four by fouring and all this kind of stuff. And nobody really pays a lot of attention or as much attention to, to social media and stuff. So it's more just about having fun. You know, it's part of my day. I just, it's, it's kind of instinct, you know, okay, I'm going, going to get going this morning. I'll do my intro like I usually do. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Reels are, uh, I was going to say, I was trying to make a reel before we got on the show and it's just, God, it's stressful as shit. Trying to, (laughs) trying to like, (laughs) and then you, you know, yeah, you make one and you're like, one too many times. <laughs> I know I, I'm like, God, just pick a song already. I mean, God, um, just post it. Let's go. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's time consuming too. Like I'm I'm reels. Like my my wife constantly gets on me. She's like, make more reels. Like you know, people find them funny, people like them. You know, you get more you know traffic through your page, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, but by the time I film something at work and then I sit down at nighttime and it still takes me another hour to put music on it and splice it and all this stuff. I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah. Don't ever look at the, look at the clock before you start making no. it real. No, you get lost no. in that thing. No, I know my, <laughs> wife, my wife makes reels. She is um kind of like a partnership with a, a women's like underwear company. And she has to do reels as part of her like little contract that she has. And sometimes it takes like two and a half plus hours for her to film everything and put it together and post it. And I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. Like, if I want to make something, I want to make it now and post it. And it, if it's funny, cool. If not, well, if you don't like it, whatever. But I don't want to sit there in two hours and then somebody be like, yo, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I'm good for one or two a week. And then we got luckily me and Ryden can kind of attack the page together, but yeah, yeah. Um, still though, it's a lot of time, man. We it have is. guys on the show, or you know, women too on the show. They're like, man, it's a full time job, especially the ones that have a big page. Yep, totally, totally. And I, I find like everyone always explains to me like Instagram or social media in in any sort of aspect is return on investment, and and the more time you put into it, the more you get back. And I'm like, yeah, but now, as I said, I'm not getting so much work through it. I'm like, the only thing I'm getting back is follows and, and you know, okay, right. getting followers. <laughs> yeah. Getting followers is cool, but it's not why I have my page, you know. Um, so, yes, that's nice and, and gives me more coverage, but, like, it's not paying my bills. So right. until it starts doing that, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I know. Me and Ryan, obviously, we lost. We lost ours, right? We had, I don't know, eleven sixty-eight or yeah, something. Something. Yeah, and and that's just two years from zero, so it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but this podcast, right, is is what we have, and they can't. Nobody's going to take that. Totally. The shows are the shows are out there. We're going to keep recording. Um, you know, the companies that reach out to us and stuff like that, it ain't because of our Instagram. That's for sure. But it is fun to, it is fun to put stuff on there, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I, I know I need to make more reels, like funny reels because people like them and it's always fun to make fun of my apprentice. But as I said, just (laughs) just getting time is, uh, is always a hard thing. So do you got, you got somebody that rides around with you? Yeah. Finally, I find somebody. He, I mean, I say finally, he's been with me, what, four, five months now. So, um, yeah, it seems like a good kid. It's hard to find anybody in, in Vancouver. There's a huge trade shortage and up here is even worse. So, you know, it's super difficult to get anybody, but you just got to, I guess, find people at the bottom and, and bring them up to where you need them. What's, um, I was gonna yeah, say, what's the, what's the population where you are now? Like how, how rural is it? Oh, it's 80,000 people, but like, okay, not. Um, not tiny, but, um, it's definitely still got a very small town feel. Um, like I said, it's very blue collar and everyone's super nice. You know, uh, that's why I love it. Like I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere in Scotland and, and I, my dad is a farmer and a general contractor. So I grew up in the trades. So it's definitely more my sort of feel, right? Being in Vancouver where it's just highly populated and filled with dicks. 
Um, just, uh, <laughs> it's not like where I live. <laughs> yeah, just not my thing, right? Yeah. So um, I was I was super happy to to get out of there. That's cool. Yeah, no no offense to anybody who lives in Vancouver, right? Yeah, you know you guys know who you are, right? You. <laughs> And so what are you just what have you been working on riding? I hadn't even. Uh, so it's the last week of the year. Uh, I'm in sales, so everyone's just, you know push it out the door the next sell two days. Some shit. Sell, yep. go sell some shit in the in <laughs> Ash's words. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, yeah, I actually did a did a training class today. It, I've never trained this deep into the year. Uh, most companies will. You know, they're not having you out to do any training and this time, I mean, showed up at a contractor shop today. It, they had no heat in the shop, right? Hit the roll up door. I backed the trailer up there, um, unloaded in there. You know, I got the running system on a little cart and I'm like, we're we training in here. <laughs> like, are we going to stand in here for three hours? I mean, it's, it's, it was probably 25, 30 degrees in their shop. That's I'm true. like, this is this is an HVAC company. I don't have any heat out here. This is ridiculous. Saving gas uh, money, Dennis. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're all just looking at me like, I mean, I guess we could stand out here. I'm like, nah, let's. So we did a little bit of PowerPoint in there. They got a training room, but you couldn't put equipment in there. Um, then we went out there for, you know, about an hour and fired up the equipment and I did see some Aon units they had floating around in there. So they do a little bit of everything, but, um, yeah, it was a good training class. Like I said, I've never trained. Usually it's spring and fall. I don't know if you go to classes, Ben, you trained up on stuff. Yeah. You go to contractor training. I mean, yeah, most of them are kind of all year round. I mean, the ones that I've done have kind of been all over the place, but I mean, they're right. all been like at location, like their location, you know? So, um, like distributor, yeah, nobody ever comes to see me. Okay. Yeah, unless, they're taking, <laughs> unless they're taking me to the bar. Like, nobody ever comes to see me. I mean, I'll pull up. I'll, I'll drive up there. Sure, man. Uh, I mean, I, I would suggest not driving. I would suggest not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, f- uh, fly by not any this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Fly by any means. But, yeah, the drive's nice in summer. Right? Yeah. When it's 90 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, what? literally. Yeah. What? So, I mean, <laughs> they keep the roads clean up there. Um, yeah, I mean, the city does a really good Everybody's job. Prepared, prepared. Yeah, I mean, the place, the, I mean, you, obviously, we, the other day, we had 16 inches of snow fell in, like, 24 hours, you know, so that was a little bit of a shit show, but um, right. the city has a crazy amount of equipment, and those guys work tirelessly, so, I mean, it's as good as it's going to be, you know, right. um, the hard-packed snow on our roads will be here till March, um, so. Which but, actually drives well right oh yeah because they put oh, yeah. you down like a sand gravel mix so you get grip right. so so that's fine but with this freeze thaw that we're having it's like it's dangerous man like yesterday the roads were good and then i wake up i wake up this morning and they're like an ice rink so <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's definitely up and down and my my transit van's rear, rear wheel drive so it can be fun oh yeah so i had a I had the same van you have when I was in the field and uh, not good on, of course I was in Atlanta and yeah. we get a little bit of snow and then it just freezes. Yep. I mean, it melts and then it just freezes. So it's straight ice and 
those vans don't don't do well. I mean, the best thing you can do is just load them down, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, all the stock and tools and stuff I have is is pretty heavy in the back anyway, so it's not. I haven't had too many issues. Um, but as I said, with the ice, it's worse. Snow, not so bad. I have chains if I need to, and I've got my winters on, so it's not as big a deal. But yeah, the ice. I got stuck in the fucking drive-through getting a coffee today because they hadn't cleared the ice. <laughs> like, luckily, luckily, the person behind me hadn't pulled up too close, so I managed to reverse a little bit and take a run up at it. <laughs> I was just like, I knew run up and just grab the coffee on the move. Just it was, it was while I was at the window, so like she gave me my coffee. I rolled my window up and I went to drive away, and it's just like, so I'm like, oh, son of a <laughs> So, like, jokingly, I like looked at my apprentice. I'm like, you're going to have to get out and push. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm joking, idiot. Yeah, I quit. Yeah. And that's when we wish we had video in the cab. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, no, I got to run up at it. I was fine after that. But, um, yeah, there's some, there's definitely some slick patches out there right now. All right, so take us through, if you're up for it, take us through your, uh, what's your career path? Yeah, how did you get from middle of nowhere Scotland to... <laughs> oh, God, right. <laughs> and so it begins. To where you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Cajun hey, start, hey started now. before I hey did. Now. <laughs> My great-great-grandfather was Aurelius McDonald Bennett, okay? Oh, okay. I will I'm own that. Gonna... I will own my Scottish heritage too. Thank you. Um, so where do I start? I don't know. Everyone's probably heard this story already, so I'll try to keep it brief. But yeah, grew up in Scotland, uh, moved to the States with my ex-wife. Um, and I was in Texas briefly for a while. Um, couldn't get a job in HVAC. Not sure why or how, because really? I had worked... Um, in industrial commercial on oil rigs all over the world for nine years. Um, so I served my apprenticeship doing as well. Um, couldn't get a job, I guess, just because I was new to the country, just on like just a new green card, etc. Um, so I got offered a job in Seattle from a company through ZipRecruiter. And I was like, man, that's like opposite end of the world, you know? Um, <laughs> right. And they were like, well, if you can come up here and pass a piss test, you got a job. Like, we'll give you tools. We'll give you a truck. Like, you can start now. Oh, and I was all right, like, give me three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I packed up a rental car and drove up there straight away. Two and a half days driving straight. Um, slept in the car. You know, just hammered it. There you go. Um, did my piss test. Started working. Um, and honestly, I lied every every bit of the way. Um, I'd never seen a furnace before. Um, so that was new. Um, central AC, central AC doesn't exist in Scotland, so that was new. Um, they asked I was gonna me, say, what's the what? How, how does it compare to just an oil rig, like what you did on there? Oh man, like I was doing like walk-in freezers, chillers, like giant water-cooled condensing units that feed like the accommodation block on a rig, like because we're on rigs in the middle of the sea, right? Not not right. not land rigs. So, um, yeah, I was working on huge stuff. So, yeah, residential don't really. No, they were like, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. They're like, okay. <laughs> They're like, do you do boilers? I'm like, well, yeah, I've worked on some boilers, which I I had, but like our boilers back home are completely different to your guys' boilers. Um, so yeah, just kind of like walked into it. And then uh, literally they gave me a truck, they gave me tools, they gave me an apprentice um, who was like a third year. 
and uh like we got to the job and then he's like okay like we're doing a furnace i'm like cool um yeah we're gonna <laughs> get on it <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, get on it I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah um like yeah you got it and so uh yeah just took manuals home literally every day took a manual home read it um learn watch videos learn how to do furnaces i could build sheet metal with my eyes closed so that was fine um you know and a lot of time that's half the battle because most guys don't know how to um yep. and then yeah just kind of worked my way from there and then like i was like their lead installer by what the, the end of the first year or whatever um and then got a work visa to come up to canada worked for a company for two years i was their lead installer and then went self-employed um once i got my uh residency up in canada sweet so yeah, yeah. it's been a bit of a trip the last five years has been pretty nuts you know and then we moved up here so it's it's been a lot but um hopefully now this is kind of home for a good while i was gonna say you feel more at home up there oh 100 percent like okay. I was a fish out of water in Vancouver. Like I probably went downtown Vancouver three times in two years, like out with yeah. work, you know, um, just, it's just not my thing. You know, I was thinking Texas would have been a real crazy. Yeah. yeah uh, which I so feel much like for the state motto of friendship. Couldn't yeah. Man, I feel like, especially in Houston. Like I was in Houston and like, don't get me wrong. I like Houston. Um, but it's a very, people are very self-absorbed. Like Houston is Houston and that's it. Like that's all that matters. And, or that's my like view on how people look at it. And it kind of drives me insane. Um, like I get the place is huge and it's pretty cool, but yeah, I, I couldn't live there. I don't think, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely need my space. You know, where we had now, we, we bought a house cause Vancouver is unaffordable for anything. So we own our house. It backs onto walking trails. It's right next to a park. You know, we drive two minutes and we can be in another park. Um, it's great for my daughter. We're on a cul-de-sac. There's no through traffic, nothing, you know, so it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, I, okay. I love it. But um, yeah. career path after that, I don't know, man. I want to try and grow this company, but trying to find tradesmen or good tradesmen, I should say, is, is so hard, you know, just like impossible at times. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to come up with an answer for that, man. I know everybody's trying. I know some guys personally that been in the field a long time, and then they built a company and then they sold it, and now they're they're trying to come up with a training solution. And everybody tries to put a timeline on it, right? Like, yeah, we'll get this guy ready in eight weeks. He'll be ready, or or yeah, is it a year? Know. Or is it you know is it six weeks? Like everybody has this and. There's just, I don't think we've got it figured out. I mean, there's not like this just button to push and. No, man. It's, it's like a 10, yeah. that this, the issue that we're in at the moment is, is like a 10 year turnaround. You know what I mean? Before you're at the right. point where there's enough trades guys to do what you need them to do to cover everything. But then the issue you now have is with, you know, California and Vancouver and all this guys pushing for full electric or you know hydrogen is what they're pushing for now well you know how do you have hydrogen plants and and run hydrogen you know transfer stations and all that when it has to be cool all the time and you need hvac guys and there aren't any you know so right like, you have to train the people or at least look ahead to where we're going and try and think okay we're gonna need this many people to actually make this possible and look and see if that's even achievable because at the moment it's not 
But I mean, that's what happens when your schooling system gets, you know, so jaded that, oh, we force everybody into computer jobs because that's where the future is. Well, no, trades still hold up the damn world. Like you, you forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last time I checked, uh, you need cooling systems to keep those computers from blowing up. So totally. you don't want to keep the trade guy. Totally. Um, no. <laughs> It's, it's such, it's just so ass backwards and the UK, you know, it's, it's a worldwide thing. It's not just here. The UK is the same, um, you know, anywhere that I've worked, you know, and I've worked all over the world, it's been the same issue. Um, so, you know, it's very unfortunate that we've put ourselves into this predicament. Um, and it's not going to be a quick fix. There is no quick fix, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we had Trevor on here. Um, yep. And he said, it ain't never been any different and it's not going to ever change yep. at the end of the day. Right. It's just, we have to try to, you know, you as a business owner, you got to try to figure it out in your little world. And I mean, just when we get something figured out, there's something else coming along. It's going to totally, it, it just puts so much stress and strain on companies, like big companies, small companies. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, it's just such a, defining factor on how you run your business and it, it's really right. fucking stressful i'm not gonna lie it, it sucks you know um at least if you're a bigger company you have buying power like you can steal guys a lot easier you know right that's, that's the thing i find is like i'm i've tried to be nice like i'm in a small place i don't want to piss anybody off and i've tried being nice and i've tried finding guys and it doesn't happen so now it's at the point where okay i gotta poach you know, I got to poach people and I got to poach hard or it's just not going to happen, you know, but when you're a small company, it's not, the money's not the issue. Like I, I can throw money at anybody that, that doesn't bother me. It's like guys are like, well, I need the benefits and I need this and I need that. And because there's such a shortage of trades, they'll ask the fucking world. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it, you know, up here, guys are more comfortable where like you'd really have to push hard to get them to move company because as long as they're making enough money so they can buy ATVs and play, you know, during winter, go snowmobiling and all that kind of stuff, then they're happy. Whereas Vancouver, guys will jump for two bucks an hour. You know what I mean? Guys will fight right. over a $2 increase because, okay, on my next paycheck, I'm not going to be as poor as I was before. It's yeah. the, it's the same thing I feel you like see where here. we are. Yeah. yeah. And like I grew up in a extremely rural place too. We talked about it when my dad was on the show. Um, you know, even him still running his company now, it's just him and maybe one or two other guys at the most. Cause you just can't find he can't find anybody that even wants to try to learn the trade anymore hardly. There's very few companies. I know Dennis, you were at another company up that way recently, but and, you know, they were started the same time my dad did. And, you know, they struggled for years, you know, trying to just find employees like all the rest of us because there's just yep. no one up well, there. Well, and you get, you get a guy trained up and he's really good and he crushes it for you. And then he starts his own company and you're excited for him, but you're like, shit, now he's gone. Yep. I mean, um, that's a, that's a problem. You know, you're talking about poaching guys. I have. I have uh, contractors that have, you know, 15, maybe 10 or 15 techs uh, or a total of 10 or 15 guys for, for install and service. And we try to get them to come to a training class. They're like, no, we, we're not coming to the hotel training. You got to come to us because if we go in there, 
the companies in there that are also in there are going to steal our car, steal our yep. guys. Yep. Like that's a thing. I mean, so you're two and three man guys, you know, they come to the hotel training, you get five or six companies in there, but the big boys, I have to go to their shop that they're not, I mean, it's, uh, just trying to keep their guys, keep yep. what they got. Yeah. And it's but, like the, the trade school up here only runs like electrical and plumbing and stuff. They don't do HVAC. So it's even harder to get guys. Cause when you want them to go to school, they have to go away, you know, um, which is just a huge, another hurdle to overcome, you know? So it's like, right. I've even said to guys in the States, like I've messaged tons of guys on Instagram. I'm like, you want to come work for me? I'll sort out the visa process. Like I'll work through that and, and get it done. You know, like I'm happy to work through that. You know, if I can get somebody who's, who's willing to move, you know, I've been trying to get guys to move from Ontario, which is obviously the other side of Canada, but you know, um, I'm willing to, if I know somebody who's good and they want to work, man, I'll, I'll do what it takes. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, probably you know, you gotta, you stress as a small business owner for sure. Do you know what size you're wanting to get to? You think comfortably? I mean, man, I'd like, I've spoken to lots of people on, on stuff like that and, and where it should be at. And I have always said, I'd like to have three to five vans on the road, you know, yeah, um, that's, a good that's excluding myself. So like I'd be additional to that, but like three to five vans, in my opinion is, is um, manageable. You know, it's big enough that you can crush work. Like you can crush a bunch of work, but it's small enough that you can still manage it properly and keep an eye on what's going on, who's doing what, what needs fixed, you know, things like right. that. Um, in my opinion anyway. Right. But, but we're also looking at other avenues in which we can, expand whether that's like a sister company that does maybe something else or or something along right. that sort just because we're struggling to grow the hvac side the way i like so maybe we do something or start something else that can boost revenue um streams and we can use that to to kind of build the hvac company you know vice versa stuff like that now talking about adding stuff like that what's how long is your process like let's say you wanted to add electrical mm -hmm. how long is your process of doing that since you already are a tradesperson but do you have to totally start over i could do that tomorrow I mean, or can, that's what i was gonna say or can you just go you have the option to go take the test because you've already passed another trades test of some oh, sort sure. so you can, oh, you can oh, work me, hours to go take it yeah for me um when i, I wouldn't bother you know what I mean? Like as a, as a business owner, I don't think I would go and do it unless I had to. Um, that would be a long process because I'd have to do my apprenticeship and all that stuff in electric. Okay, so that, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, like if I can, there are certain trades in this town that are a little more accessible. Um, so, you know, it may be, as I said, we set up a different company focusing on something else and I get gotcha. guys for that right? Um, it's kind of more where I'm kind of looking. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm kind of thinking of, of moving towards in order to, to help kind of move things along. Well, you can also too, if you're, you start say another trade business and you've got guys that are working for that business every now and then between busy seasons or what you need, you can always, you know, cross train guys to do both. And that's how you figure out which ones really want to do which. 
Oh, 100%. And, and I have a few guys I've spoken to who are, who are interested in stuff like that already. So that's, you know, you know, you're, you're, you and I are kind of on the same line there in, in kind of the way of thinking. Um, you know, and yes, they might not be ticketed in, in HVAC, but if they can help, you know, on jobs and, and they have half a brain and they can do the basics, then sometimes that's the hardest part. Get yeah, I mean, you know, run some duck work when you need it. Uh, yeah, get up there, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's, I just think it's a shame that if you want to grow a company, the one thing holding you back is just getting a person. You know, it used to be like, oh, I got to get a van. I got to stock it with all these tools. Now we just literally can't find a body yep. to, to put in it. Yeah, yep. it's a sad situation. It is. I mean, I came up in the you know construction industry. My dad was a builder. I was a wood guy. And I think it's just, just the same in all that too. Like running trim and framing a house, you know, all that. It's, I don't no, it's, know if it's the generation or i don't know man like my dad's 60 was he 67 he's at a hip he's got he's only got eight fingers he's at a hip replacement he's at a triple heart bypass and he only just retired like <laughs> right. and he still runs the farm too you know like and and he could still be working now like he gets people calling him daily to to do stuff you know and right and yes that is also because of reputation and whatnot but it's also just because there's such a shortage of guys and the ones who are out there are pretty shit, you know? Um, so, yeah, as, as you know, as we said for the last 10 minutes, it's just a crappy situation for everyone to be in. And and uh, I, I do hope it gets sorted out fairly soon. But until then, we just kind of got to lick our wounds and, and push on through best we can. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think our, you know, on the school side, I don't know if you've had any guys come from a from a trade school to you but i talked to one today that was in my class he just he just retired from the military he, he looked pretty you know he was man he couldn't have been you know 40 he went in early obviously and he's just trying to figure out something to do for the rest of his life and he went to a little i think he said it was eight weeks he got just a good base i guess you could say of hvac and yep now he's with this company and he's got to start at the bottom there. He's going to start an install helper or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we at least have a little bit of that here. Don't sound like, you know, after talking to HVAC Jess, right. It's a, it's quite an ordeal up there to, to get huge ordeal. Yeah. There's not a little six to eight week, 18 months, this and that to jump into and then jump out. Well, there's, there's a course you can do but it's a six month course. Like it's not, it's not just like a quick, you know, right. here's, here's what you guys are going to be doing. And, and they run over a few things and that's it. It's a six month course. Um, and then as you say, you start at the bottom. So when you get some older guys, you know, a lot of people up here or the ones I've spoken to don't want to start at the bottom. You know, they're like, right. well, I'm, I'm, I'm older. I should be getting paid more. And I'm like, well, it doesn't work that way. Like a trade's a trade. If you don't know anything yeah. about it, you, you get paid the same as the 20 year old that doesn't know shit. You know? Right. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I understand your predicament. I understand you have a wife and kid at home, but you made the choice, you know, that you wanted to try HVAC. I can't just pay you $40 an hour because you're old or older. I should say not old, yeah. but 
Um, yeah, that'd be a sweet gig, right? <laughs> shit, yeah. Like, I'm 32. I'd be expecting to get paid more, too. You know? But that's, you know, just the way it is. So, so looks like we're... Uh, we can get into some AHR. I think you're going to AHR. I've seen you got a... I am. I am. You're going to be all over... Is this... Have you been there before? Man, I've been trying for three years. I'm finally uh, getting there. Like last year, God, I had place is a, all ready uh, to go. And then we ended up moving house. My wife had spinal surgery. We ended up moving house. Everything just all at the time when AHR was because they rescheduled right. it. And it just, I was heartbroken. I honestly was. <laughs> so this year I'm like, yes, I'm going. That's it. It's going to be a yearly trip I do tough titties that's that's i'm going you know i mean that's a lot for you to go down there right i mean it's a little bit different that's a bit of a haul at this point oh yeah yeah (laughs) a whole different one than vegas Jeez. yeah it's uh i gotta fly here to vancouver vancouver to calgary which is halfway across canada so i got two flights just to get in canada still in canada and then uh then down to georgia um and they're expensive as hell so um but luckily, the business pays for it. Hey, hey, there you go. But but yeah, I gotta I, tell you, it's a four-hour drive for me. Well, thanks. Sorry, yeah, it's fucking twelve <laughs> hours of flying for me. <laughs> flying, yeah, twelve hours of flying. Yeah, we will literally. see you there, sir. <laughs> I'll be drunk by the time I get there. <laughs> I will say that yeah, alcohol is back back rolling on the plane. I I flew to Pennsylvania. Uh earlier this month and uh on american yep and they're they're slinging some alcohol again so that's nice i never even realized that stopped but i don't i guess i didn't i, I didn't fly I don't know if it was a covid thing well american I, I didn't see it on american for a while hmm. like all of last year i didn't see it hmm. on my little local flights anyway yeah but, yeah because i was just down in texas in uh november and it was the same there was still all the booze and everything so we're all good yeah, it was so my son, when I went to Texas in October. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my son's flying to Dublin. Nice. And and uh, he's going to actually be in the St. Patrick's Day Parade there. Oh, really? So what? Yeah, in the band. He's uh, his high school is uh, going to be in the in the parade. I don't know what that's like. Is it pretty crazy? Or uh, probably. I mean, I, I, can't crazy ever, on it. I can't say I've ever been uh, part of a, a St. Pat. Uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade in Ireland, but um, yeah, that'll be pr- probably pretty nuts. I would suspect. I think it's a nine-hour flight for him there. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Dublin, like Dublin's awesome. I spent a lot of time in Ireland too. I worked in uh, the shipyard in Belfast for a year um, on a rig there that was getting overhauled. And yeah, it's uh, how old? How old is he? He's so he'll be he'll be eighteen then. Oh man, he's in for a good time. Oh, I've boy. already told <laughs> we've we've already you know Googled all of that. Oh yeah, he man. <laughs> there's one thing the Irish can do better than anybody, and that is party. Oh man, yeah he. <laughs> and the women and drink it, more than the men. Oh, nice. Now is that so? Is that room temp beer there? Do they drink at room temp? Oh uh, no, that's like an English thing. The warm okay. beer. Yeah. Yep. No, nobody likes them anyway. Um, Right, but, but but yeah, the the Irish definitely. Uh, if if he likes Guinness, he'll get the best pint of Guinness he's ever had. Yeah, I've heard it's just different, right? You don't even get a hangover there. It's no Guinness doesn't, doesn't have preservatives in it. 
Yeah, Guinness doesn't travel well. <laughs> it's it's something to do with like like pressurization and and right. all this kind of stuff. It just does not travel well. Drinking out of cans is is not good either. Um, but yeah, it's over there is is next level. It just slides down so easy. Oh, and you don't even need to eat because having a couple of pints of that's like a three course meal. So you're good, <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, yeah, I went we're... on a rugby. Sorry to change change subject. I went on a rugby uh, flight once. We flew over on a charter plane to Ireland to go watch a game of rugby, and uh, we were there for three days. I only had one meal, and the rest of the time, <laughs> the rest of the time, we just drank Guinness. Like it was so good. Man, I, I feel like dang it! So, good. are you a rugby guy or are you a football guy? Oh yeah. Well, are you talking soccer? I'm talking real football? football, not American bullshit. Oh yeah, no on rugby. I I played rugby high level um, up until my my twenties, and then I, I love watching rugby nice. if I can catch it on like the Ocho or something. Yeah, I just actually got back into playing. It's been ten years since I played, and I decided when I moved that I needed to take up a sport again. So I went back to playing, but shit, it hurts a lot more now. Than I was I just about to say, man, like, oh. um, Men's league rugby, that's, uh, man, that's tough to go to, go to work the next day. Oh, man, I was crippled. I played my first game. I was, like, in so much pain. We play on a Saturday, so on the Sunday, I could barely walk. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I said to the wife, I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, <laughs> But after a couple, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt as much. But maybe just because the body is always sore, I don't know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard for me to find rugby on TV here. Yeah, in the states it can be difficult sometimes. I don't know what the season is for that. I catch games every once in a while. Um, so my son he works at a pizza place, and there was a girl. She just got a full ride to Stanford on a rugby scholarship. Oh, really? So that's I mean that's you don't you just don't hear that much, right? I mean that's. Yeah. Um, and he's got a he's got a bunch of buddies that play on the high school rugby team here in Fort Mill, South Carolina. So that's cool. I, I guess it's it's picking up a little bit around here, but um, yeah. It so the the first time I ever came to Canada was when I was seventeen, and I got drafted to play for two rugby teams um, in in Ontario. So I was playing for the under twenty threes, and then I was playing men's league because when I left school. The, the club I went to, their their youth team just got wrapped up because they didn't have enough players. So I instantly just ended up playing men's league at 16 years old. Um, and so, yeah, I got over there and I literally was there for six months just to play rugby. Um, and, and I must admit, the level was bad. Like, it's super popular. Like, guys are amped to play rugby, but the, the, the just the level of it was bad. Like, I was one of their best players. Like, um... But then when I came back now, even at the like beer league kind of, not I'm a little higher than beer league, but at the level I'm playing now, I'm like this, you know, things have improved a lot. And and I see that in the States too, with people that I like um, know that play down there. It's definitely getting more popular and the level is definitely getting higher and higher for sure. I remember when Ryden uh, was played a couple couple men's league soccer nights you came in just limping like dude I, I went and so it's so like i grew up playing playing soccer played through high school tried to walk on in college got hurt but i played indoor a couple of different times but i hadn't played in in years and 
Chris and I used to go to the same Mexican restaurant like every Monday for ever at one point because we used to live right across the street. So we made friends with the guy that manages the restaurant. So I ended up going and playing uh, soccer with him and a group of his friends. And dude, these guys whooped my ass. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, he's like almost 50 and he was running circles around me. Yeah, man, if, if it's something you do all the time, like, it's surprising. Some of these guys stay fit as hell. Like, right. I, I transitioned from rugby to doing strongman. So, like, I was still fit when I did that. So, all the moving events, like picking up fucking, I don't know, 300 pound sandbags and running around them with them and stuff was easy. It was more the static stuff I struggled with compared right. to some of the, the other guys. So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I still stayed fit. Like, I'll be okay. Like, trying to sprint. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to. Well, I'm gonna cough up a lung, you know. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Season starts or a preseason starts again early January, so I'm trying to get fit again for the twentieth time. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I remember when I was I'm a baseball guy, and I was like, yeah, I can still do some do some baseball, and I was probably like 35. Hit a nice little base hit gonna stretch it out into you know a double and i'm like oh shit i gotta slide like i hadn't slid in five years and you just kind of just flop down on the ground like it's it's awful and you can't move the next day you got you know strawberries yeah Yeah, i mean like how what am i doing out here this is ridiculous where's the beer at you gotta drink yeah you call beer league that's that's our softball the dugout's just full of coolers that's what it is oh yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, sorry, we all got sidetracked there. AHR, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, T- yeah I can't tell wait. Tell us where you're gonna be. What you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, I um, I get down on the fourth, so I'm there kind of early. Obviously, I'm hitting up HVAC Tactical Awards. Yep, so uh, yeah, we'll see you there too. Yeah, I'll be nice. there for sure in my kilt. Um, nice. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude. I'm. I ordered my kilt. I've never had a kilt. My parents are like, we're not ordering one until you stop growing, and then I never stopped growing, so they never got one. <laughs> um, so I finally got myself a kilt. So I'm waiting for it to be delivered. So I'm just like hoping. But yeah, I'm gonna wear that thing all weekend. Or where know. the hell do you order that from? Uh, there's actually a place in Vancouver now that's doing kilts. So that's cool. Um, Damn, I thought you were gonna say Amazon. Damn. No, God, no. Halloween store. <laughs> yeah, kilts like a. Sp- specialty tool man you have to get it from just a certain place so um okay yeah i've got that i'm just gonna wear it the whole time so everyone knows who it is um but yeah so tactical awards i'm on the centrotherm booth on the monday is the sixth i guess um so i'm on the centrotherm booth and then i'm on the rector seal booth the next day um so yeah looking forward to it i, I can't wait it's yeah, it's gonna be great so you're, which day? So me and Ryan are actually yeah, going to be walking around with some high school kids too, that, <clears throat> are, yep. that are in it. Like they take the they take a class at the at the high school. Okay. For yeah. HVAC. Yeah. We're doing that. Cool. We're doing that Wednesday from ten to eleven, so we won't get to see um we won't see the panel. So everybody oh. take pictures. Yeah. No, that'll be pretty sick. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Like I'm I'm staying in an Airbnb with a bunch of the Instagram guys, so I'm sure that's gonna be. A oh mess. boy, 
Nice. Uh, Who else in your crew? Oh, God. Who's not in there? Um, So we got Flintstone. Mike Flynn is in there. Um, Alex from Howard Mechanical. Uh, Fuck, I've forgotten who's in there. I'm actually just looking up the group chat so I can figure that out. Um, That's that's terrible that I don't remember. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's, there's 10 of us. There's 10 of us there. Oh, it's gonna shit. Be, it's going to be nuts. Um, Jeff Dem is there. Yeah. Um, shit, who else? I can't find the group chat. Um, Shav. I don't know if you know Shav HVAC yeah. Life that works yeah. with Howard Mechanical. So he's going to be there. Um, True Blue Mechanical. I can't remember his name now. I feel terrible. Um, so he's going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm, we ended up grabbing an Airbnb the same way. I mean, nice. Yeah. Uh, made way. If you didn't get a hotel, yeah. Well, if you didn't get a hotel like the second week that it come out, like. Yeah, I got a hotel because I arrived the day early, but at nighttime, I I got a hotel for the day I arrive and then I leave on the ninth, so I leave a day later as well. So I got a hotel for for that as well. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm hoping in my time before and after i can maybe you know tour around atlanta a little bit without getting shot i don't know but um oh, you'll be fine <laughs> yeah i was don't own any guns I, so i'm not protected so um, no you'll be fine that area is nice i mean i was i was born there so no, no i'm just um, i'm just joking. there is some there is some shit holes <laughs> there i mean like any city i guess yeah uh one street is a million dollar the next street you know your car's on blocks like it's what it is standard big c right <laughs> so that's why i don't like um, it <laughs> i did all my hvac in down there so it was quite interesting yeah i was hearing that i was listening to one of your other um who are you talking to ben pool from hvac tactical you were explaining yep. about like atlanta georgia and stuff like that and steve harvey's house was that you i think as well that's me um, yep. that yeah was i was me. Like, listening yep. to that and i was like damn that's fucking awesome well yeah you just don't I mean, driving around doing service there sucked because the traffic. Um, we'd always, for whatever reason, would put so many calls on the day. And I'm like, we're not going to get to these. Like, yeah. The first call, you're there on time. You never get to another one on time. Yeah. Ever. After that. Yep. Unless they're all in the same neighborhood. And so. Cooper's the same. You run, you run three. Maybe you might manage four service calls in one day and you look good. You know, that's right. Whereas up here, I last service day I did, I did seven and I still had time at the end of the day to like sit at my office and do emails. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Seven calls are a lot. Now, Charlotte, you could run where I'm at now in Charlotte. It's a lot more spread out. I mean, Charlotte's, I feel like Charlotte's 10, 10 years behind Atlanta big time. <laughs> it's, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, and of course the other week I went, you know, we went to New York and I was all I could think about walking around New York was how how would you do service here? And you know, I never saw uh I looked around, I never saw an HVAC guy. I mean everything was a damn window unit or I guess I mean, I don't know, a, a mini split. I mean but I never saw a van. They're probably like, right, you're booked to go to this one building and you're just gonna service everything you're gonna do all the units in that one building today and that's it like you're not driving anywhere yeah i mean i looked hard for some vans you know i was trying to just look them up and i didn't see anybody i mean i feel like you don't 
Well, like in, in Manhattan, I feel like you really probably don't see them. There's probably mostly like in-house maintenance guys that yeah. all their tools are on the floor until you yeah, there's get, nowhere to park. Until you get like mean, Long Island and other places where you can actually start driving move. around and do stuff. <laughs> right. Totally. totally. I, mean, I just feel like you could just catch a catch a cab with your tools like down to the next call <laughs> here can i can i load my 300 pound pack out kit in here oh wait right. here's my torches hold on gauges can i hang these in, on the, can i hang these by the back window yeah thanks <laughs> yeah i mean we we ran up we ran up a hundred dollar uber tab and we didn't go anywhere four miles yeah. like all day i can only imagine i've never been never been there but i can only imagine ah man it was a lot there was a yeah. lot to take in um a lot of window units a lot of mini splits just everywhere sounds like anxiety to me <sighs> yeah yeah the only thing that made it it was christmas right that's the only thing that kind of helped it totally of course a lot of people were like man you got to come back in the summer man this place is great in the summer i'm like eh, yeah at the world I'm famous good. plaza hotel i'm good <laughs> Um, yeah, I meant to be going to uh, New Jersey, I think, to go see Centrotherm's like facility sometime next year. So I'm sure I'll get a little bit of the the treatment and and head into the city then. But yeah, it's, nice. Uh, I'm being surrounded by all those big buildings. Yeah, not not my thing, man. No, I, mean, I didn't see the sun. I mean, and it was no clouds, but you you just you don't see the sun. Like I never saw it the whole day. I mean, it was daylight, but. Are you, I don't know where this. You're like buildings I mean, everywhere. Yeah, it's just literally when they say concrete jungle, man, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I spent a lot of time in uh, Kuala Lumpur and Singapore um, when I worked on rigs and stuff, and uh, it's the same. Like just towers everywhere. But luckily, when you stay somewhere, usually the pool's on the roof, so you're good. Now, did you work for the same company all the years you worked on rigs, or did you move company um, to company multiple times? What did I do? I did six years with one company because they were the ones who put me through my apprenticeship. Gotcha. Um, but they were the one who sent me pretty much, no, seven years, so seven years, sorry. They were the ones who sent me basically all over the world. So I, I was in Nigeria, Malaysia, Russia, um, where else? Uh, Brunei, um, God, man, all over the place, like all over the North Sea. So like lots of places in Europe and stuff too. I mean, if we got if we got young guys on the show wanting to get into this, right? Is that a good gig? Like the oh, whole rig? If you're NPC? single and want to make lots of money, then yeah. Wait, like, there was God. Not to interrupt you, there was. A I mean, guy it sounds like on, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a guy that worked on a rig that lived in one of the apartments that Chris and I were lived in for a couple of years. You know, he'd be gone. I think he was gone six weeks back to six weeks or something like that. He had a funky schedule. Dude, he yeah. made crazy money, like stupid, crazy six figures for what he was doing. Well, you can't spend it for no, one. Right? No, you got nowhere That's to go spend it. it. You just stack it, and then <laughs> and then I, I started my career, guy for a little bit. Yeah, I started my career like I'm a trained draftsman as well. So like I started off in the office for them when I was 17, yeah, nice. um, doing layout drawings and 3D modeling and stuff. Um, and then after six months of that, I said to the boss like you got to send me offshore or I'm going to gouge my eyes out. Like I can't, I can't stand <laughs> a computer anymore. Like it's, it's not mentally feasible for me to be here. And he was like, well, if you'll sign up to do your apprenticeship, I'll send you away as soon as you turn 18. I'm like, deal. So like 10 days after I turned 18, I was on a rig. Like, so 
like I got super lucky. My mom was the operations manager at a company. Don't get me wrong. Like everyone's like, there's no way you did all that shit and you're only 32. And I'm like, I did, but I started really young and I just got in the right place at the right time. Right. And the company were happy to work me to death at 18 years old. And I was happy to take their money, you know? So like what by the time I, before I turned 19, I bought my first apartment. Like I bought my car, bought my apartment, like, you know, it, it was great money, <laughs> but we, we were what you call ad hoc. So we didn't have a rotation. You went away for as long as you had to go away and you came back for sometimes two days and then you went away again, you know, like, so when you're single, awesome, take the money, live the life, you know, it, it sucks. But if you just put in the work, then you, you can come home and just chill. But, um, yeah, when you go through a divorce, that kind of, uh, <laughs> changes a little bit, I guess. <laughs> they say it's HVAC has got yeah. the highest divorce rate. I keep hearing that. Where's that? HVAC got the highest oh, divorce rate. 100%. Like people don't understand. 100%. Like people don't understand how how bad HVAC is. Like during summer you get shit on the whole summer and then during winter you get shit on the whole winter. You know, like you're not at home even residentially, you know, you're not at home. Um, oh yeah. You're busy, you know. At least with the rigs, if you have a rotation, you know, okay, I'm away then and I'm home then so it wasn't till the final two years of working on rigs that I had a rotation um of two and two um which was nice you know um because you could actually plan your life but but yeah right. sometimes I got sent to Nigeria for six and a half weeks and I came home for three days and then I got sent away for two weeks again um, damn yeah that, that no that's not for a family you can't no god no that. no and there's there's no doubt that you know that obviously has a, a part in playing with my divorce um but but yeah it's a single man if you get into it early and you want to make some money go at it so, and if anybody's listening to the show and needs a job give me a call yeah if you want to freeze to death during winter and uh and not get any, you know, sympathy from your boss, then yeah, give me a call. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't really for the support of my wife. Like, you, That's you got to have support in this, in this business, man. Um, oh God, brutal. Yeah. God, one you. more call, one more call. I just got one more call, one more call. And it's yeah. like, oh shit, it's ten o'clock at night. Nice. Okay. Yeah, man. My, um, my wife's an angel. Like she puts up with so much and she does a lot of the accounting and back end stuff for HVAC Strong. Like she's on it and she runs her own photography company and she looks after my daughter. You know, she is nuts for putting up with me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but she's also very good at being like, yo, you need to fucking rein it in before I stop. <laughs> yep. You know, right. like you need to sort this out and chill out a little bit or i'm gonna beat you to death and uh nobody will find the body <laughs> yeah my wife watches a lot of id channel yeah so <laughs> nobody's yeah i'm fucked on that she's mm -hmm. nobody's even gonna know what happened yeah, yeah my i kept it is a cj major because <laughs> she wanted I to be a my wife is looking at like industrial size blenders online <laughs> <laughs> but they still weren't big enough to fit me so we're all good right that's when then the next search is like that's a really sharp knife yeah yeah why are you why did you buy 10 meat cleavers right 
Look, it's a value pack. All right, I get it. Okay. It's a value pack. <laughs> I was asking her the other day. I'm like, uh, I'm like, you listen to any podcast? She's like, yeah, I'm listening to this uh, murder mystery. I'm like, God, here we go with that <laughs> murder mysteries and ID channel. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna take a sip of beer one day, and that's just it. It's gonna be over. Easy, Angela over. Lansbury. God. <laughs> uh. All right, so we haven't had a contractor on the show, I feel like, in a while. Um, you got to have some kind of critter story, right? Or you something got after you. Yes. A what? Oh, a critter. I was like, a what? A critter. We had Jeff on here. Farming? Jeff, <laughs> Jeff oh, got attacked Jeff's by turkeys. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of that in HVAC. What is that? Um, yeah. Um, let me think. I mean, it was dead. But uh, <laughs> we, we went to a job. The only one I can really think of is we went to a job and um, the customer was a hoarder. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so we went in. Oh. We finally got into the house. She let us in the other door, not the front door. And I didn't realize why until I walked in. And then I was like, fuck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we followed the path through the house and we got to the, got to the furnace. And um, we were relocating it from in the house to in the crawl space and i was like okay and i'm i guess it's just because she needed the closet to store more stuff i don't know anyway well she was like oh the the access is around the side and i'm like well at least it's not going to be filled with shit um so we went around found the hatch opened it and i'm like oh man this smell just hit me and i was like, <laughs> i was like i grew up in a farm a cattle farm so smells don't really bother me that much but i was like this is like there must be a fucking body in here or something like for sure. So I started calling him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen burning in 10 years. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I started crawling in and I was like, man, this is getting worse. So I'm like, okay. So I start counting the bodies. So there's eight dead raccoons and, oh. three, dead, and three dead cats. Oh, in the crawl space. Poor treasure. And I just, I just turned around. <laughs> I just turned around and crawled back out. And I called the office and I was just like, there is not a fucking hope in hell that you're getting me to work down in there all day. Like I've got a strong stomach and I don't really, things don't bother me, but that's just rough. And the smell was nauseating. And I was like, I didn't understand why she couldn't smell it in the house, but I guess there's just so well, much. She's stuff. used to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's, she's used to all stuff. the other crap she's smelling yeah. in the house. Well, I was just like, okay, cool. Like whatever. So the office was like, yeah, we understand completely. So they called her and uh, she was completely taken aback and like so apologetic. And, and, and I was just like, I don't know what to say to you, woman. Like, it's bad. And she was like, well, we had a problem. So we put down poison and then like we just shut the door. So I guess, well, like, yeah, we, I guess <laughs> the animals. I'm not crawling around in the poison too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, the yeah there's a couple cats, a couple HVAC guys down there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, she just shut the door, I guess, and closed them all in. But I was just like, whatever. So then they tried to get me go back a week later and they were like trying to promise me that she had cleared out the crawl space and stuff. And, uh, luckily I, they, they sent somebody else. Um, cause they said it still stank. Like they said, there was no dead bodies or anything, but it just still was ripe. Um, but oh, that yeah. shit's in the Joyce's, man. Oh yeah, oh, that's not 100%. coming out. 
And I, I, the only other one I went to was another house where like they'd been doing construction down the street. Like a lot of houses were getting torn down and remodeled and whatnot. And I guess all the rats had just run to like the next house and then the next house. <laughs> so this guy had like filled his crawl space with poison. So once again, I went in there and it just stank a rat's piss. And then I started like crawling in and there was just rats everywhere. Like... At least they're all dead. Like, doesn't right. I mean, it wouldn't have bothered me if they were alive. Like, I've, there's been rats everywhere on the farm, but like, it was just rough, you know. But nothing alive. I don't think I've ever been attacked by anything alive. Unfortunately, no cool oh, stories that's... on that one. So, what's what's the worst thing you've drug your 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 little helper into so far? Um, my new guy. Yeah. Um, trying to think. If there's anything bad. We did a crawl space job that was pretty gnarly. Twenty. Was that 21 inch crawl space? Oh, your ass 20... ain't fitting in that. No. Oh, believe me, you'd be, you'd be super surprised where I can fit. Like, for, <laughs> that's for a big 21 inch. Yeah. Like, yeah. was it 21 or 23? I can't remember, but it was not comfortable. And, uh, no, you've got an army crawl on that. Yeah. It was, it was rough. Not going to lie. Like, you're lying on your belly the whole time. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we got it done. He, that was one of the like first jobs we did too. So he was not super happy. But um, he's he's a he's a good kid. Like he doesn't complain. Like he just he knows he's gonna get shit on. I warned him from the start. I said you're here to be my bitch. Like if I say jump, you say how high, and uh, and then we'll get on just fine. You know. Right. And so he's been good, but I think mostly just working out in the cold lately. He's definitely been rethinking his life decisions. Um, but, but I mean that is cold, right? That's like no skin showing cold. Yeah, that's that's a different level of cold. Oh yeah, I've had frostburn like on some of my fingers already, um, which took a couple of days for me to get the feeling back and like the, my fingertips. Um, so yeah, I, I hate working in gloves, man. I'm not a glove guy. Like no, and that that was with gloves. I'm not gonna lie, that was with gloves. Damn. But but like thinner ones, so I can actually do something. You know. Yeah, I can't um, stand gloves. But yeah, me neither. You know, even when I worked on the rigs, it's compulsory to wear gloves and I just can't, you know. Um, my hands look like shit because of that from yep. all I've did in my life. But man, you just, I just can't. Like yep. when I can't grab a screw or, or feel what I'm doing, I'm like, you know what? We're losing these. Yeah. Oh, look, slice my hand open. Damn, look at that. Yeah, and I'm the same. I'd rather, have, <laughs> I'd rather have cuts and scars and whatnot and still be able to do my work, but. Like my dad always told me, he's like, never put your fingers where you wouldn't put your dick, and that's from the guy. Who, <laughs> that's, that's from the guy yep. who's missing two fingers. So right, it's like <laughs> as long as you just watch what you're doing, then you're good. Yep. So, but no, it's uh, it hasn't been too bad so far. It hasn't been too gnarly. We, we've been okay. Um, I'm gonna say you don't want to run him off, man. You got there's not many behind him. No, no. And as I said, he's a good kid, and we enjoy working together. So it's uh, it's been okay so far. All right. Yeah. Not too many ups and downs. But All right, man. Well, I'm excited to see you at AHR, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. HVAC Tactical Awards going to be good. Yeah. I keep forgetting about Ready the for Tactical the Awards, man. Gosh. Well, yeah. now, now what I'm wearing is just going to be shit compared to a kilt. I mean. Well, I mean, compared to anybody, it's like you can't one-up yeah, that. It's tough to be. No. <laughs> That's why I was like, as soon as I knew I was going, I'm like, I have to get a kilt. Like, I just you think there's to. anybody else gonna roll in with a kilt? I don't know. Like HVAC J down in uh, down in um, Vancouver, I think has a kilt. 
but I'm, I don't know for 100%. We were talking about it the other day. I thought he uh, was going to roll in on the scooter. Oh, yeah, he was talking coming about in on the Razor. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, I kill- think the tactical award is going to be pretty good size this year. Oh, yeah. Like- Speaking to Ben, it sounds like it's going to be huge compared to last year. Um, yeah, we need, a, we need another updated video. Has he put one out? Yeah, he put a thing on his story today of like the HVAC tactical like medals getting like laser engraved. Oh shit! Which was okay. which was pretty sick. Like, he, dude, he's put in so much work. That guy's a legend. Like, he's been helped me from the start. Like, I can't say enough about Ben and and um, Mike Mabry, um, HVAC reefer oh, guy. No joke. Yep. And uh, and Keith Flores, HVAC God. Like, all those guys have been legit. Keith uh, sends he sends uh, me and Ryan videos all oh, day dude, I, of the funniest shit, up. man. So oh funny. yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> awesome. Like I don't like, know if he sends these to everybody, but they are. He sends me some stuff too. Right? <laughs> he's like damn. he's he's awesome. Like you know, business wise, guy's a genius. Like oh yeah, he, uh, and he's um, and then. Uh, you know, he's helped me a lot. Just I've asked him questions on like markup and, you know, how to do certain things or get into certain things. And he's, he's been super helpful always. Yeah, I can't say enough about those guys. Same with Ben, you know, uh, Mike's always have my back. If ever I've needed something, you know, those guys have all been great. Um, well, I was going to say, I mean, I since I, you're, yeah, Mike you're pointing that out, man. Talk to. Well, yeah. pointing that out, like people don't realize the community on social media if, for this stuff right not just hey check out my check out what i did today but i I keep hearing on this show of guys reaching out like hey man you know i'm in i'm on the other side of the world or other side of the country uh can you help me with this i'm like sure man this is what i would do this is how i did my company that's priceless i mean yeah i mean i get able to jump on there same daily you know asking questions and i'm i try and help everybody you know obviously it's hard when you're trying to run a business and and all this kind of stuff but but yeah it's you know i always say to people if you ever need help or have a question you know i will get back to you it might not be straight away but i'll I'll always try to help you best i can um and and as you say the community we have is is fantastic you know um and it it always has been you know, ever since I, I, I never realized the HVAC community when I was in Scotland because I was always on rigs and, and I didn't really use Instagram as much and whatnot. Right. right. So, um, it wasn't the same, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, yeah, after moving here and, and getting into it and stuff, it has been, you know, pretty, pretty awesome, you know, and, and that started off from the beginning. Um, when I started getting into it, same with like, um, rest his soul, uh, HVAC mafia, like Victor, um, right. you know, he was legit. He was, and he works for, worked for Parker and sons, which is a huge company. Um, you know, we went out to Arizona for holiday and he took time out of his day to meet with us and me and the wife and, and show us around the place. And, you know, he was like, you know, if you ever need help with stuff, you know, let me know and, and things like that, you know, um, and, and everyone like that is super helpful. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't beat that that's that stuff's priceless totally you know and those are those are things you always remember i'll always remember the people that were were always there to help you know and i will forever shout them out i think i've always shouted people out on on podcasts because they they deserve recognition for what they do you know everyone works super hard but they're always willing to help everyone else 
Right. Well, and that's how yeah. we that's how we talk about Doc and Foodie so much. Those guys have have embraced us since the beginning. And I mean, we talk to them constantly. Hell, I think Foodie and my wife talk all the time about food. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. But I mean, they've just been. They're just good people. We've met. We've met so many. So many continuous as good people. Everyone you meet, it's great. Totally. You know, and that's. I think that's why I'm so pumped to get to the AHR finally. Is you know, yeah. put putting all the the names to the the Instagram handles and people that I've spoken to but never met. You know. Well, and it's a it's overwhelming, man. I'm just I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of shit to look at on this at this, at yeah, this so we, event. So the last time, it's well, hard to even put in words. Yeah, the only time Dennis and I have been to AHR was when it was in Atlanta in 2019, we were supposed to be, we were supposed to be in the podcast pavilion 22, but like everybody else, we didn't make it for one reason or freaking other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we only got, what did we get? Like five hours maybe to walk yeah, around we didn't even the, scratch one day. the surface. I mean, we, we, yeah. And I mean, we were wore the hell out from just wandering in one side of the place for five hours. Um, you know, Walking then, through, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, getting a walk through. I've said this every time, but it's still cool as shit to walk through a 200 ton unit. That was cool as hell. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> just walk through one side or the other. Yeah, you walk through the evaporator coal, just walk through it. Totally. Like, you know, I, I can only imagine, and, and that's why, you know, I had tons of offers from people to, to be on their booth and stuff like that. And I didn't want to overbook myself and ruin right. it for myself at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it would have been awesome to be on lots of booths and meet lots of people and do demos and whatnot, but I just wouldn't be able to experience it. So like I've got, as I said, the Centrotherm booth for an hour or two, and then I've got the Rector Seal booth for an hour or two, and that's all I've got, you know? And it leaves me open if somebody's like, oh, do you want to drop by, you know, on whatever day? I can be like, yes or no, you know? It just depending right. on what I want to, you know, I want to have that freedom, you know, maybe next time I go, I can do a little bit more, um, but, being my first time there, I want to be able to, to enjoy it and take it all in and do what I want to do, you know? No, I think you should for sure. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, you get hung up at a tool booth. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and there'll be stuff at this thing, you know, companies will show up with stuff that they haven't promoted at all. It's all brand new. Yep. That's yeah. one of the coolest things about it is you get to see so much new stuff. Yeah. Totally. It's overwhelming for sure. I mean, you got to have a plan, right? You got to have, People roll in there and just wander around and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know they were at AHR. And when you, you know, when you go home and you're like, shit, I should have, it's just so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm erect with excitement. <laughs> so speaking of which, <laughs> if you're erect with excitement for AHR, make sure to go to the AHR Expo and, uh, yep. and register. Also, yeah. uh, they do have a handy dandy show planner. Uh, quite literally. Yeah, they got their app. My show planner. The app's up and running. Yeah. Uh, which and then I'm trying to make sure. Uh, if you're looking for booth numbers, I don't know what the Centotherm booth is, but the uh, Rector Seal booth that ourselves will also be at at a different time uh, is B two zero two nine. So make sure to get to the room is C seven one two five. There you go. C7125. Now, what's funny is I had, you know, talking about Instagram community, you know, Dennis and I are in wholesale. I've been in, you know, I've been a TM for almost a decade. 
And I've never even heard of Centrotherm until we started seeing it on Instagram. I don't, I don't know if who even sells it down here, if it's even sold in the South. Um, I have not seen it. I've never seen it here. Never. I've only seen it on Instagram. Yep. There's a lot of guys don't know about it. Like I don't, that don't know about the products that they have. And, and it's, it's an awesome system. Like I, I could talk about it forever and, and that's why they want me to be on their booth because um, I really love the product. I think it's awesome. You know, it's super easy to install, whether it's the, the venting system or whether it's the like HRV ducting system that, called Air Excellent. Um, right. Like, it, and those guys are just awesome as well. They've, they've helped me a lot. And even if it's been like, I can't get product here, um, I'll like contact them and they'll just drop ship it to me directly as well. Like it's, those guys are sick. So yeah, they've been super helpful. And and that's why they're like, we want to fly you to come see our like facility and and all this kind of stuff too. So, um, you know, I've, I've met a couple of their reps, they're Canadian reps, but I've never met the, the guys who I always talk to on, on Instagram and I did their podcast as well. Um, I've never met those guys in person. So I'm, I'm just super hyped to, to meet everybody and show my appreciation and whatnot. Nice. So yeah, go check out go check out uh, HVAC Strong at three o'clock at the uh, Rectorsville booth. We'll be there at eleven. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate you coming on the show. You finish up that uh, that whiskey or what? Certainly did. It's kept me nice and warm, right? <laughs> yeah, warmed warmed me up real good. So yeah, we'll we'll see you down there, man. It's coming up. Um, Not long. Looking forward to uh, seeing you cuss out your your. Your apprentice on uh, Instagram. Yes. Make sure to give him an extra hard time the next couple of days so you guys get a laugh. Awesome. Right? You got you got to ride around and listen to the podcast. Yep. I was gonna say you should have. You should have. We should have went at him hard on here just for the shits and giggles. But there's still time. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's only 19. He just broke up with know. his girlfriend. He's living life real good. Like, oh yeah. Uh, he was, that was miserable, and now he's just a different person. It's great. <laughs> Uh, it's like living vicariously like through him it's like i'm 19 again he's like dude oh yeah he's like there's just so many broads in this town he's like just just tindering all day i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) he's never on his phone when we're working but as soon as we're in the van he's like man check this kid like tinder snapchat and like man you you imagine we were 19 man you couldn't get yeah, 19 year old let me get the phone book so i can find her number and call her up (laughs) yep Yeah, you got to call somebody that knows somebody that knows her. Or something, yeah, are you like you know? sit? Or well, I don't know. You guys are probably a little older than me, but for me, it was like sit on MSN, and you're sitting on MSN for an hour just waiting for some one girl to come on so you can talk to her. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> is live. You're like, oh yes. Uh, then her then her internet drops out, and that's it. Ruined. You're like shit. Dial up. Yep. Yeah, literally. Like kids don't know they're living nowadays. My son's actually. Uh, he, he's not a big fan of the of all that on the phone um because he know he's watched enough documentaries i guess of how shitty it can be like to get hooked up on that and just get lost in the social media and oh yeah he took a lot of it off his phone i mean just on his own so good kid yeah um me and the wife spoke about that we we're like imagine trying to date nowadays like if you had to go out and date like tinder like how many creeps and stuff you'd meet or just like you'd, you'd have to you'd have to like meet set to meet somebody for dinner and like wait outside until they sit down and then be like nah i'm done i'm out bye yep like can't i can't do this 
Like, well, farmersonly.com. <laughs> <laughs> right, you go like buy, buy a Russian bride.com and ship it over. <laughs> oh, man. I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, honestly, yeah. Like, you know what? I'd be old school. I'd just go down to the closest bar and just. I mean, I don't know what's any better. You do know? people still just do that though nowadays? Like, oh I yeah, know. yeah, I guess mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, there's a ton of dudes in there, right? But I don't think women just stroll down to a bar. Like, hopefully, oh, exactly. a guy comes in here. You I mean, know, I don't see that. It don't. It honestly be easier just to change your orientation. Right. Sure. Change change through pronouns and uh, yeah, I can't I can't do this anymore. I'm just gonna take dudes instead. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so where I was training at today. Oh man, here we go. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, I, where I was training at the day, the I was talking to the owner just off to the side. We were talking about his structure and um you know, I asked him how he was growing and how he's approaching it, you know, same thing we're talking to you about. Uh He's like, man, I, I had to catch a call the other day. It's a pretty good size company, but he said, I ran a call the other day. The lady was just, she's done, ran all of our techs off. And he said, I'm out there and we're standing outside and he looks at the unit and he's like, uh, yeah, she's, she's on her last leg. And the lady's like, oh God. Oh yeah. She's like, I mean, you don't I mean, how do you know she's a she? And he's like. I didn't know what to say. Like, is this for real? <laughs> I do. Are we really talking about this right now? He's like, uh, I mean, he said it was just, it was not good. Like, I don't know. She was in her twenties. He's like, yeah, she's on her life. I mean, this guy's, you know, he's 50 something years old. He's yeah. Doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. No. Yeah, and she just <laughs> said, you know what? To cause a problem. Yeah. She's on her last leg. And he's like, she's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, why does she have to be a, she that's, that's, you don't know that she's a she like she was going in a full-blown conversation about it he's like it's just old right the unit's done like i'm not having this conversation well, why does it have to be old <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm like i told him i said man i'm glad i'm out of the field now yeah man that's vancouver like honestly that's the you know that that's the shit i hate i'm sorry I, i'm i'm old school I, I don't care if people hate me for saying this but i'm old school and i i just can't deal with it it, it hurts my soul you know <laughs> i i understand we have to be inclusive this might get a little political but i understand we have to be inclusive and i'm okay with that and i can deal with that that's fine yep. but just to go so hyper opposite in the space of a couple of years is fucking nuts it's yep, just right it, you know it's gone too far you know i'm i'm happy if you guys want to be a paperclip that's cool you can be a paper, <laughs> you can be a fucking paperclip and i will respect that and i will call you mr paperclip but um <laughs> the whole world doesn't have to change to revolve around mr paperclip correct um so yeah my you know, da my daughter's in sixth grade and she's she's dealing with it yeah like, it's that's weird. not good we, no man shouldn't. it's weird like and one kid bad. in the class is a cat you know i mean she and we have you know we have to talk about it at the house and i i can't i'm like i told my wife like i gotta i gotta walk away I, yeah i want to mess this up so bad yeah. like, my dad i was gonna say you talk about that <laughs> uh my wife and i watch a, a bunch of stand-up and sebastian maniscalco's newest special he talks about a kid in his kid's class that thinks he's a fucking lion <laughs> and they and the, he yeah. and he's like He's like looking around. He's like, "Really? Seriously? Right now, we're gonna do and the, this." The, the, 
the poor <laughs> teachers have to they have to deal with that like yeah like, like i feel sorry for them you know oh man half of them are on board with it though that's what's crazy my mom was a teacher and I, I couldn't imagine her not wanting to smack a kid upside the head yeah my sister's a teacher she's like head of her department or a vice principal or something but she's fucking weird and she's into all that shit anyway so um i just i just leave her to it you know i i get get into a discussion with her about that but i I feel sorry for for most of them because they obviously you know they have to deal with all this and learn all this stuff but um you know trades will have a hard time dealing with it i guess right um well that's what he that's what i was getting at he was just like look i i can't it's an hvac unit and it's broken and it's we're replacing it it they if you don't want us to replace it then call somebody else yeah it's yeah whack just whack but the world we live in is a weird and mysterious place and always will be that's That's right that's true there ain't nothing we can do about it all right man yep i appreciate you guys having it's been a blast yeah we appreciate you thanks for coming on yeah appreciate you guys and as we said can't wait to to meet everybody and I'm sure we'll get a couple beers in person. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're set up next to the uh, yeah, beer garden. Yeah, that's the best part. There's a beer garden. Oh, are you? Know the podcast pavilion. Yeah. Oh, so I'll see you guys every like ten minutes then. Yeah, we'll see you every. <laughs> right. well, so that's the reason I picked the afternoon slots to record was so that we could get away with drinking while we do our shows. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get yeah. one of those like beer hats that all you guys wear to football games, so I can yes. walk around my kilt oh, on man, a beer that's hat. Genius, Dennis. That's what we need. I have one, but it's a it's a big plastic cowboy hat. Who cares? <laughs> no, I know. It's like yeah. I mean, it's that's. I want. I want one. I want a big plastic cowboy hat to go with my kilt. <laughs> I'm gonna have to dig that up. For it's fucking sick. <laughs> See if I can get my headphones up over that. Yeah, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm Dude, gonna have man. to get on Amazon right now and find one of those. Oh yeah, I'll shoot it right to you. I know. Big foam finger as well, so I can walk around <laughs> yeah. the place. Uh, oh man. All right, man. Well, take it easy. And uh, if you need anything from us, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram and. Thank you very much. And I'll send I'll you a picture you, of this whiskey. You got you got to try it. It's oh yeah. So smooth. Like one of my favorites. One of my well, favorites. Well bring bring a bring a bottle in your uh, suitcase somehow and oh, I'm only taking carry on though. They don't let you, do they? No. Hell we uh, might find it down here. We'll go we'll, hey, hey Dennis, we'll go to Frugal McDougal. <laughs> we gotta Oh, Frugal's <laughs> gotta have it. Frugal McDougal's gotta have it. I'll send you some recommendations. Because you, do you guys like bourbon or, or what's your usual? Yep, I'm a okay. bourbon guy. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Scotch guy too, actually. Okay, so, so more your guys are more of a smooth whiskey rather than like a peated whiskey, which is quite scotch. Good. Scotch tastes like dirt. Well, no, that depends. <laughs> that's that's because you probably had the wrong one. If you're used to right? like bourbon, you like like earth. Yeah, that's that's a peated whiskey. Those ones give me terrible heartburn. Like I can okay. have one or two, but they just kill me. I'll I'll send you some smooth recommendations. You'll like it. All right. All right. Good deal. Sorted. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thanks. When I come home, when I come home, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man.